0: This is HuskerOnline.com,
1: your authority on Nebraska athletics.
0: And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, talking Nebraska basketball now as the Huskers are back. Um, but unfortunately, Robin, um, kind of what we expected out of the gates. I mean, this is a team that didn't play for a, almost a month. And, you know, they get two games underneath their belt. Uh, Nebraska plays Michigan State and now, there are some moments where they show toughness but they look like a team that was rusty and they lose by 10. They played Minnesota and there was a stretch where Minnesota missed how many shots? 25 in a row or I mean it was a crazy mm-hmm. number like that where you know most Big 10 teams are going to win a game when a team shoots that poorly. And Nebraska got it down to 6,
1: 7.
0: 7. And you know they, they did without Teddy Allen and some of the things but Kind of probably what you thought, Robin. I'm guessing um, what this team was going to look like after a long layoff.
1: Well, they were already bad offensively, and then you basically don't do anything for a full month and have maybe five practices from January 10th to February 6th. I mean, that's that's the results you're going to get. And uh, obviously, there's there's rust to to knock off, but you know all the same flaws that have been plaguing this team all year long. And then, of course, against Minnesota. Teddy Allen gets benched per coach's decision. Um, you know, from the sound of things, frustration uh, may got the best of him after a uh, disappointing uh, game, first game back against Michigan State, where he was like one to ten from the field, three turnovers, and just had a rough night. Anyway, uh, sounds like um, you know things are. That's one that they're going to move on from. But either way, like there's still issues with or without. Teddy Allen offensively and you know watching that Minnesota game you know John Beeline former Michigan coach was on the call and he made a lot of really good points when Nebraska actually just like executed simple plays they were effective and they actually looked good but there were so many instances where you have guys dribbling into two or three defenders, forcing up shots at the rim, taking rush three-pointers that are contested, um, no passes, uh, it was just like a like they didn't really have a plan offensively, and for them to be this far along in the season, I get that they had a lot of time off, but again, this sort of stuff was happening before the break, and now it's just even worse because they're, they're now a bad offensive team that's rusty, and with them having no opportunities to practice now, I mean, basically they're going to be playing four games a week through the rest of the regular season. And with the mandatory one day off per week that the big 10 insists on having, even though they've uh, unshuffled or they've shuffled the schedule around (laughs) uh, unprecedented circumstances. I mean, like Nebraska had a couple hours during shoot around for its first on court preparation for the Wisconsin game. I mean, and for them to expect them to get better, because of this i mean right now it's all about survival the rest of the season is just about attrition for these guys and finding ways to stay competitive keep the effort level up and try to keep this thing from completely imploding where you have guys totally mentally checking out the rest of the way
0: you mentioned john beeline has he been in an- i mean has he announced a nebraska game before like i, I feel like he ha- i mean has he been I, don't
1: know. I only watch the road games, so if he's done a home game i'm not sure but uh that's the first one i've noticed yeah it's it's like
0: when you hear him, you're like, why is this guy not coaching right now? It's it's yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he gets himself back in somewhere. Um, oh
1: yeah, I think it's probably because he doesn't want to. <laughs> you know, I'm just that that Cleveland thing was a disaster with the Cavaliers when. You know, every coach wants to coach the NBA, but he had a good thing going at Michigan. and Now think, Juwan Howard is. Yeah, now Juwan's reaping the benefits from that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just hearing a guy like that, like, I mean, he broke it down perfectly for you, where uh, he showed exact specific examples of, you know, Nebraska actually doing what Fred Hoiberg wants them to do. And it worked. I mean, it was the simplest plays where, you know, guys were actually moving the ball around, creating the open look, and knocking down the shot. He's the king of spacing, though, right? Exactly. And so he understands what Fred wants to do. And, you know, there's points where they have a two-on-one fast break, and the guy with the ball just goes straight at the defender, gets the shot blocked, and it's a turnover. Like... Selfish. That stuff can't happen. And Or when a guy drives into the lane, and instead of kicking out to a wide-open three-point specialist on the wing, he jacks it up at the side of the rim, and it's essentially a turnover. I mean, because it's such a bad shot, had no chance of going in. It's listed as a missed shot, but it wasn't really even a, a, a close-to-a-high-percentage look that cost them a possession. And you
0: know every team does those drills, the three-on-two to two-on-one drill that mm-hmm. you do all the way through high school on. I mean, it's like a common basketball drill, so it it is – surprising when you watch nebraska that when they have a numbers advantage on the break that these guys don't know how to execute that
1: and i think a lot of it is this team doesn't trust each other uh and that comes with not having success i mean when you go 400 some days without winning a, a big 10 basketball game i mean that that wears on you i don't care who you are what level you're playing uh and with that i think guys are you know they they don't trust each other offensively because i i think can't remember who said it earlier this year. Uh, they said that it was a point where I knew I had to shoot the ball because I didn't know if it was going to get it back. You know, like there's no flow off like offensively. There's no like role identity offensively to where every guy's out there trying to win it on their own and try to get theirs. And when you do that sort of stuff, that's exactly. What Nebraska's offense is right now—it's a bunch of guys playing selfish basketball. That you know they don't trust their teammates to a take the good shot or b make the right passes to set them up for good shots. And that's a that's a recipe for disaster. And it's a real problem that Fred Hoiberg and his staff need to figure out.
0: So, are we looking pretty much Nebraska is going to play about four games a week, yeah, give or take. I mean, on a seven-day week, they're going to go one, three, five, seven, pretty much,
1: yeah. And that's the only way they're going to get to twenty before March 9th, and then obviously March 10th is the start of the Big Ten tournament.
0: Because right now, if you just take what Nebraska's played, um, there's only 15 total games on the schedule, so there still has to be a way to put five more games in there. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and so there's games that what we know is Sunday's game at Penn State. That's the the last confirmed game right now. now. There's other games listed on the schedule, but like the Wisconsin game this week, all of those are subject to change where games are going to get moved around to space things uh, around to where there's at least a 48 hour break, probably, if not a back to back with some of these games is because you know, Nebraska is still trying to make up uh, the six games that they had postponed earlier. And, you know, the only way to do that is to just kind of move pieces around and Nebraska is going to get a lot of unfortunate draws. They're going to play games with zero uh, opportunity to practice or even watch film together. And that's just the nature of the beast. It's it's the situation Nebraska's in. And like I said, you just got to try to keep your head above water and find any semblance of positivity and momentum to build upon for next year. Now,
0: they'll play four and seven games a uh, days. I mean, there was a, a year a few years ago when th- they went to 20 conference games. Remember, they played all of them after Christmas. Yep. And there were some crazy stretches like that, but obviously nothing like
1: this. Yeah. I mean, not consistently for five straight weeks. Everybody had like one games. crap yeah. stretch. Where And then you'd get like a week off, you know, it, and that they changed that when they moved the two early games in December, which, you know, was pretty good. And I think the thought was to try to make as many as four games uh, in December. Uh, and then that way that opens up your, your January, February, even more uh, to give guys a little bit of a break. But you know, so be it. It's the the year of COVID, and when you're a team that has literally fifty percent of your tier one personnel test positive in a two week stretch, this is kind of the 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 hole you got to dig yourself out of.
0: All right. Well, lots of Nebraska basketball coverage on HuskerOnline.com as the Huskers play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and Robin it will keep you up to date when we come back. We'll take questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.